Hi guys, this week's episode is with Chloe J. Flowers. She's a writer. Actually, I, I write for one of the publications that she writes for, actually. We both write for All the Pretty Birds, which is um, it's like a platform for, it's very fashion-led because it was started by Tamu McPherson, who is a very influential influencer in the fashion world, um, living in Milan. So we both write for All the Pretty Birds. Chloe also writes for other online magazines, and she when it comes to her day job she teaches ninth grade children which I think she said is like 14 years old so you can imagine the challenges that she goes through asking people when they feel most beautiful is one of my most regular questions but with Chloe I did want to ask her about you know is it important beauty and and why beauty seems like such a feminine constraint we also talk about how she went from admiring super straight hair to embracing her curls, her afro. She just seems like a really strong person, That, but she's like done the work to get herself to that place. Very into daily affirmations in the shower. And also I loved her approach. She talks about um, after she gave birth, taking care of herself again, like working out and appearing more desire- desirable. And when when she said that, I thought she meant, you know, for her partner, but she actually talks about being desirable again to herself. So I think this is a really interesting conversation. I hope you love it. Let me know what you think afterwards. My name's Sharice Kenyon, and this is the Beauty Me podcast. I've been a hair and beauty journalist for about 15 years, and I thought it was about time I created my own platform so I could talk all about beauty without the BS. While there's plenty of room for product recommendations, I'm also all about the daily routines, traditions, and lifestyle path that make us all approach beauty differently. Usually I slide out of bed, uh, try to be really quiet to not wake up my son. Okay. Um, and then I go to the bathroom and I just sit on the toilet probably for about 20 minutes, <laughs> scrolling on Instagram, <laughs> checking my email, you know, just mapping out my day and what I need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually take my showers in the morning, so then I'll get in the shower. Um, but when I get in the shower, I just talk to myself. I talk out loud. Okay. Uh, I talk about what... Oh, just affirmations and kind of just speaking things over my day, uh, getting organized about where I need to go and what I need to do uh, so that I'm not overwhelmed once I get in the car and kind of start, you know, driving. Mm-hmm. I come up with a plan for the day. Uh, you know, I speak positivity over the day. And so by the time I get out of the shower, I'm good. Sometimes I'll cry, you know, mm-hmm. if something's wrong or if I'm feeling away and so shower and morning is really important to me. And what kind of are you really into? As it sounds like that is kind of like a ritual for you, like something that's essential. Yeah. Are there any specific mm-hmm. products that you like to use when you're doing that? Or is it just about the water and being in the shower? Yeah. So it really depends on how my skin is acting. If my skin is not doing too good, um, I use a product that I actually get from Sprouts. And Sprouts is a grocery store here in Texas, but it's by Alba Botanica and it's a deep pore wash. So uh, I'll use that if my skin is really acting up. But for the most part, I really try and just use water, just room temp water, not too hot, not too cold. Uh, My skin is sensitive, so it doesn't react well to many, many products. Mm. I have to be very selective. So you're, you're out of the shower. What are you doing next? Next, I'm putting um, shea butter all over and I am moisturizing my face. Now, when it's time to use makeup, I use bare minerals. Okay. Okay. And usually I do that daily Mm -hmm. um, before I go to work. Mm. It's 
really light. I use a powder foundation, um, but it's just feels good on my face. Right. You know, yeah. it, it doesn't feel like it's clogging my pores. It doesn't feel like it's too much. Yeah, it's yeah. just a light little dust over my face. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think it's beautiful once it sets. And you mentioned work. So you're a, you, your day job is you're a school teacher. Yeah. So uh, I'm a freelance writer. Yeah. So um, I write for all the pretty birds mm-hmm. and I do other freelance writing as well. Mm-hmm. But during the day, I am a ninth grade English teacher. Wow. Um, and yeah, so I teach <laughs> writing and comprehension during the day. So I'm just writing, writing, writing 24-7 basically. Oh, wow. What age is that? Because um, we don't say grades here, do we? I forget now. We said like years. It's ninth grade. So are they like 11? They're, no. They, they're like Teenagers? 13. Okay. Yeah. Fresh out of middle school. So they're about 14, 15, actually. So I can imagine so, it might be a little bit challenging at times with oh, all those hormones. Yeah, and- <laughs> yeah it, it's extremely challenging. But I just remember that time of my life and it was really, you know, awkward and scary and just, you know, I felt so displaced at that time. Mm. So my intentions were to bring comfort and ease to those students. But now that I'm here, I'm seeing that it is such a challenge. Mm. Um, But I like a challenge. Yeah. So I'm excited about it. So when you're doing your like morning affirmations, are you kind of telling yourself like you, you're going to get through the day is going to be fruitful. You're going to impact yes. lives. and Yes. Yes. I'm like, you're, you know, your lesson plan is beautiful. Your students are going to receive your lesson plan. Um, sometimes I will just light some Palo Santo and just kind of do a quick meditation um, because I'm, I don't know, I'm a very emotional, spiritual mm. person. Mm. So I have to get that together before I leave and go into the real world. You mentioned like the spiritual side. And I know mm-hmm. before we started recording, we talked about how we're both Pisces and Pisces are yeah. very empathetic, emotional, yeah. almost to the point where it can like, it's not that great for you because you can kind of act like a sponge oh, yeah. around others and take on their. Oh, yeah. So that must be, mm-hmm. it must be like each day when you go into a classroom, it's like you're dealing with all these different little oh, yeah. vibes. And, um, totally. But you mentioned the spiritual side. Is that something you grew up with or is it something you've taught yourself to like manage? You know, I think I've always been a spiritual being. Um, when I was a kid, I was in my head a lot and I write, would write a lot of things down and just think about things. I was very reflective when I was young. Um, but as I got older, probably um, around age age 17, that's when I realized that I was just a little bit ahead of my time spiritually, but I accepted it and I just did what felt good, which usually was just being alone, um, being introspective, thinking, writing things down, thinking a lot about the future, thinking a lot about the past. Mm thinking a lot about the present, you know, just reflection, reflection, reflection all the time. It never, it never stopped. I'm trying to picture like teenage Chloe or like, when was like the first time you realized that like beauty was this thing in the world? Like there's this thing about beauty. When do you, when do you think that was? I would say that I discovered beauty probably when I was like five or six. Um, my grandmother was really into fashion and makeup and fragrances and purses and shoes. So um, when I was with her, we would shop a lot. 
Um, she was always dressed up, lots of accessories, and she's still that way. And so beauty-wise and fashion-wise, a lot of my influence comes from her. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, she taught me to always leave the house looking beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, She taught me to prioritize beauty and just to use how you look as a statement, you know. It is how you represent yourself before people can talk to you because they see you before they speak to you. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I would say around five or six, I understood lip gloss. Mm -hmm. I understood you know, not getting my clothes dirty. I knew what was going on. Yeah. You're from, you live in Texas? Mm-hmm. Yes. So uh, born in Houston, Texas, but right now I live in Dallas, Texas. Right. So mm-hmm. I have heard in the past that growing up there is definitely beauty is definitely like a thing, like hair, nails. I think so. Think so? I think, think the whole Southern Bill. Yeah. Um, yeah. Women in the South, I think, are expected to be just kind of beautiful and kind of um, just dolled up mm-hmm. and just prissy, you know, just just very feminine. Oh, what do you, where does that come from, that it's such a specific way of being? Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess because down South, it's really slow. Um, it's not fast paced. So I guess they, you know, women have time for vanity. Right. You know, they're not in a rush, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good question, actually. Yeah, Um, because I get, you know, the point about um, it comes up a lot when I speak to people of African or West Indian descent, the whole making sure you look good as in, but it's more for that grooming side, like being clean and presentable. Yeah. Whereas this seems like, another level like if you're a woman you're gonna do this and do that and it's kind of like yeah. an extra pressure oh my gosh it is and I mean in the south it's very common to get married sooner to start a family sooner to you know have all of these responsibilities as a woman and so if you want to get married sooner and have kids sooner then I guess that comes along with looking good so you can wow. find a husband wow. um so now that I think about it deeper yeah, I think that definitely has something to do with it. Starting family sooner, mm. wanting to find the one mm. sooner. Mm. Um, now, I really wasn't raised on that principle, but in the bigger scheme of things, I think that's mm. what it is. I think, yeah, it's definitely yeah. when you're a woman, it is that emphasis on you got to look nice if you want to find someone. And it's just like, yep. there's a lot more yep. going on in there the world is. than looking pretty, like... So I like doing more. that, but it's put on us from a really young age. Like you noticed when you were five, not that your grandmother's like mean, but it's like right. it's instilled in her and she's instilling it in you. Yes. Yes. And I mean, on top of that, you've got magazines, music videos, you know, because when I was a kid, TV was really big. Um, and so just the influence uh, from American standards was just crazy. I always wanted long, straight hair. Um, I connected beauty with length. Yeah, um, yeah. Even as a kid, I would like put a towel on my head and pretend it was my hair. Um, and so, yeah, American standards are just so unhealthy that mm. for a young girl. Was there, yeah. Were there any women that stood out to you over the years that you kind of wanted to emulate or you loved watching or... Uh, so when I was a little girl, Aaliyah was really big, and I just thought she was so beautiful. Uh, and just because of her hair, really mm-hmm. hair has always been a thing for me more okay. than anything else. Um, but yeah, I was really into her. I thought she was gorgeous. I was into 
any woman that, that I found beautiful. Mm. Um, but I was urged to have confidence in myself and really love myself from a young age. Okay. So there wasn't a specific person that I would try and channel. Mm. But these days, I look up to Tracy Ellis Ross. Oh, gosh. Um, I look up to the natural beauty of like Erica Badu, Lauren Hill. I just love a natural, mm. effortless beauty. I mm. really think Georgia Smith is gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Um, and so really just trying to tap into my true face, mm. you know, just mm. liking who I am and how I look and just enhancing where I can, mm. but mostly just accepting what I look like. So natural beauty is just, that's really where I am uh, in life right now. So how did you get there though? Because acceptance for me, I, I, I still find it hard. Like when did you, so when you talk about acceptance, was it like, was there a time that maybe you weren't accepting who you were or? Yeah. So, um, I would just say maybe it wasn't that I wasn't accepting who I was, but I just could have had a lot more confidence and I was good at pretending to be confident so as I got older, it was more about tapping into true confidence. So addressing things that I didn't like about my appearance and accepting those things um, and just embracing who I am and what I look like, embracing my hair. Because remember, I told you hair was the biggest thing for me. Mm. Um, and you went so from deciding like, to, straight to embracing like natural. Obviously, your hair is I always think of it as yeah. being out and the curls and. Yes. So yes. How did you go uh -huh. from one to the other? Like, what tools did you give yourself or find? I, I think when I went away to college, I was all by myself. I was about four hours away from home, three, three, four hours away from home. And once I was just alone without um, anyone else's input on anything, it really gave me the space to figure out who I was. Um, and in college, I just did a lot of researching and looking around and reading because I told you I'm like, you know, really reflective mm. and I don't know, it just something was like, you need to stop trying to straighten your hair because I was away from home. So I couldn't go to the beauty shop. Mm -hmm. um, and you need to stop trying to just create this length that isn't there. <laughs> just accept your hair for how it is. Mm. Cause I mean, I was getting relaxers and my hair was about shoulder length, but I couldn't upkeep that where I was in college. Mm. And so I started looking into natural hair. Um, I don't know if you've heard of um, Alex L, but she's a yeah. writer. Yeah. 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 And so back then, about like seven years ago, she was really big in the natural mm. hair world. Mm -hmm. And she, she even had a YouTube back then. Did and she? so I started watching. She did. Oh, yeah. Wow. I would watch her videos on natural hair and she just really convinced me to go natural, uh, her along with other friends, you know, that were already natural. And I just mm. did the big chop and I started with like one inch of hair. <laughs> How was that? And How was that transition then? Well, it wasn't a transition. It humbled it me. Gone. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, it really did humble me. Um, my reaction from men was a lot different. Oh yeah. Um, and since my, I had a little bit of length, people couldn't understand why I would cut it all off. Because, again, black culture relates length to beauty. So me cutting off all my hair was just people didn't understand mm -hmm. it. So mm -hmm. um, at first it was hard, but I knew what the end goal was. And with the length that I have now, that's what I could see then. 
You know, I knew that my hair would grow and flourish Mm -hmm. on its Mm -hmm. own Mm -hmm. naturally without all of these other things, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And so once my hair started to grow and flourish, it just opened a new door for me as far as beauty. Like maybe I am enough. Maybe I don't need all of these other things to be beautiful. Mm. So it's funny because usually towards the end of the conversation, I ask people about when do they feel feel most beautiful. Mm-hmm. But um, tomorrow I'm actually interviewing like the first two men that I've had on the podcast ever. And, oh my gosh. Yeah, so it's going to be fun. But I was like, Am I perpetrating something by asking about when do you feel most beautiful? Does feeling beautiful matter? And also, is it only a a female thing? Because, do you know what I mean? Is beautiful a feminine word or can it fit men? I've just been... Okay. Because you have a son as well, don't you? So I'm sure you see your son is beautiful. Like Yes. But there are men who are beautiful too. I've Mm. seen beautiful men before, (laughs) you know? I don't think that is a woman word at all. Anything can be beautiful. The sky, a plant, yeah. you know, that is a universal word. Mm. But I mean, I guess you could use the word handsome when you're mm. interviewing a man. Mm. Um, mm. But I feel most beautiful in something comfortable, but form-fitting, okay? Yeah, yeah. I like to show a little bit of curve. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've always liked tight, yeah. form-fitting clothes. yeah. I, you know, I just feel good like that. I mm. feel beautiful when my fro is out, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also feel really beautiful when I have long box braids all the yes. way, like waist yeah. length. They suit you so um, much. So I would definitely say hair out, given a little bit of curves and long, long braids is when I feel most beautiful. That is a thing and it is mm. really important. Mm. And how yeah. do you, how do you think, having a male partner affects how you view yourself does it matter to you that he thinks that you're beautiful or are you just good with you feel good so um yeah it definitely matters to me that he thinks that I feel beautiful I do think that women um women kind of think about that too much you know I think once a man has once you've caught his eye you know it's He's, he's not going to not think you're beautiful after he already thought you were. Mm, mm. Um, but I do think it's necessary to remain admirable and sexy. Mm-hmm. That is just important to me regardless. Mm. But I do think that there should be some effort there. You know, I appreciate a compliment or two. <laughs> um, and I just like to switch it up and impress. Mm. But we've been together for almost six years. So... Okay. You know, he kind of gets what he gets at this point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, he knows what yeah. I can what I can do. You yeah. know, <laughs> so you know, after that amount of time, it's a little bit different. But at first, I was definitely trying to impress him. Mm-hmm. Definitely wanted to look cute all the time. Mm-hmm. Definitely stressing out if I had a blemish or a yeah. pimple or something. You know, just the first year type yeah, of stuff yeah. when you're with somebody. Yeah. Yeah. How old is your, is it Phoenix, your son? Is Phoenix? Yes, he's two. Did you go through any, like, did things change for you once you'd had him? Like, did you feel differently about how you looked or did you feel better? Oh, yeah, everything changed. Everything changed. Um, As far as skin, when I was pregnant with him, my skin was really dry. Oh, right. Um, I had a lot of uneven tones. 
And with all the hormonal fluctuations, I had a lot of blemishes. Mm, mm. You know, my skin was a hot mess. <laughs> and so it, it was wasn't scary the for me. That people talk about. No. No. I mean, maybe in the beginning, mm, mm. but after the first month, oh, my skin was bad. And I didn't know how to deal with it because Mm -hmm. I've always had pretty clear skin. Mm -hmm. So once I got pregnant and I was just distraught because, you know, I didn't realize how much my skin on my face mattered to me. take it for granted when it's clear, yeah. Exactly. And so there was a six-month span where my face was just, it was scary. But um, again, it humbled me Mm -hmm. and it taught me how to take care of myself. It, you know, I tried several products, mm-hmm. desperately trying to find one that worked. Mm-hmm. And then once I stopped worrying about it as much, and once I just accepted it, it kind of just went away. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, um, but as far as like body, oh man, after you have a child, it, it just changes your body altogether. But I, I knew when I was pregnant that I didn't want to be one of those moms who just kind of, um, used having a baby as an excuse to just let yourself go. Eating for um, Right. And so I made it a point to exercise as soon as I could because I wanted to prove that just because you have a baby doesn't mean that you, that you have to, you know, just not be as desirable to yourself. Mm, mm. So I was committed to running, cardio, eating clean, and after I did that, you know, and was really um, committed to it, I was fine, you know. Mm. And now I feel great. I love my body. There are a few things I would change, but I think that's every woman. But for the most part, I'm fine with it. But it did take a lot of dedication, a lot of getting up early and going to work out when I didn't want to. Um, just a lot of not, not drinking, not eating bread not eating things that I love to eat. Mm. So self-control was a big thing. Mm. So, you know, I think that if you have a plan and you stick to it after you have a kid, you'll be okay. You know, I just love how you said desirable for yourself. Like, yeah, I wasn't, I was thinking, yeah, you're going to say about your partner, but I just love that you say you you needed to feel desirable to yourself again. I'd love that. Because mm-hmm. it's easy to I sacrifice like to... yourself. I don't have any children, but I see so many yeah. women around me. They sacrifice so much. I'm like, this is an ongoing process, this child. You can take care of yourself. You can ask someone to take over for an afternoon. Like, yep. I Don't get me wrong. I'm, yep. I know it must be tough, but yeah, you don't have to sacrifice everything. I think that's also, you know, some as mums get older, our mums can be like, oh, I did this for you. And it's like, yeah, you, you can take care of yourself. You deserve it. Yes, you can. You can. You really can. And a lot of people ask me how I make it look easy, Mm. but it's not easy Mm. at Mm. all, you know, because especially on social media, it's just a highlight reel. But um, I definitely prioritize myself. I definitely take time to nap if I need to, Mm. work if I need to, Mm. sleep if I need to. Um, Last year, that was um, just what I focused on was doing what I need to do for me Mm. consistently. And it works Mm. working out, you know, resting, 
doing whatever I need to do. Mm. That's what I do as a mom, because you can't pour from an empty cup. You know, if you have nothing, it's going to be bad for the whole house, you yeah. know? Yeah, definitely. And so feeling good about myself was big for me. So I put a lot of time into that every mm. single day. You know, it's a priority. I noticed. So I know you do some really cool collabs with like some are they local photographers and mm-hmm. um I think in one of them you were talking about smiling and I'm a photographer as well and yeah I unless I've got a client that wants someone to smile I never ever tell anyone to smile like I did a massive project with 67 people and I just said do what you feel is you in the chair um because smiling for me it's it's a real thing. It happens like naturally. And I noticed, I think you said you feel that showing strength is more important than showing beauty or happiness. I just wanted you to expand upon that because I think it's the whole notion of strength by not smiling. If you could just like explain that for me. Yeah. So whenever I am in photo shoots and taking pictures, for some reason, I naturally just don't smile. I mean, it's not always a smug look, you know, Mm. but smiling to me just makes me feel too vulnerable, I guess. Mm. Um, And just having a straight face is what naturally happens when I take pictures. And in that particular um, photo shoot, an article that you're talking about, it was a Black History Month Mm, mm. um, photo shoot. And so the rest of us were all black and we were taking pictures for black history month. Mm -hmm. And just naturally we all just did not smile. Mm. Um, And I think as a collective, we were trying to just channel strength. And I do think that, you know, my ancestors have a lot to do with the way I carry myself with the way that I walk um, just with my facial expressions and um, just how I am, my essence. And so I think that the reason why I don't smile a lot in pictures is because my ancestors are just extremely prevalent, you know, in me. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that they were smiling in pictures and I don't think that they were smiling a lot, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's deep, but it's beautiful and it's interesting. Mm -hmm. But this is a new concept. Maybe I'm just not a smiler. I know a lot of Mm -hmm. smilers. Yeah. And sometimes I do try to smile, but only if it's genuine. Yeah, that's I would rather Um, that over everything. Like, there's nothing because I can see it when people sit for me and they want to smile and then they're holding the smile. I'm like, that moment's gone. Like, relax, stretch your face. Yeah. Because they're worried. They're too worried about what's going to appear when the photograph comes out. Do you know what I mean? It's I think. Yes. As a photographer, I think a lot of people have issues in how with how they're represented because it is, I do believe it's like looking into somebody and there'll be times when people say, I really want to shoot with you. I really want to shoot with you. And then I shoot with them and they might not share the same picture that I want to share. And I'm like, to me, they look beautiful because I'm looking right into them, but they're like, "Mm, I'm not smiling. Like I had a photography exhibition Mm -hmm. and at the preview people came, people who sat for me came to see it. And there was one woman and she was smiling and it was really weird because when we spoke, she had tears in her eyes. But she was like, that's the face. That's my fake face. She like saw the photograph up on the wall. She was like, you've made me seem that's my fake face. 
And I was like, I thought yeah. so, because you were quiet. Remember that day, the stories you told me, you had tears in your eyes. She was like, yeah, that's the face I put on for everybody. So uh, the smile is like, it's a funny thing to me. I think I do find it, it fascinating. Is. It is very, very fascinating. When I smile, I feel naked. I feel exposed. I feel um, like I'm just too open. Really? Definitely. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Interesting. It's like I'm protecting my happiness yeah. by not smiling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That is a concept. You got. You should do a whole thing on that. Yes, before and after. Smile, no smile. I think so. Because mm-hmm. I, yeah, I don't need you to smile to f- see beauty. That's the thing. Like you said, beauty is in everything, and I honestly believe that. Like, yeah, I can look at a dying rose <laughs> and think it's beautiful. It's I can beautiful. look at a dirty yeah. building and think, wow, you know. So yeah. I think we just get caught up in these concepts, and perhaps it will. Perhaps it will start changing over time because it's a classic thing over here. Oh, cheer up. Give us a smile walking down the street. Oh, my God. That's a whole thing. Um, There's an artist and she has a whole thing about don't tell women to smile um, because it's offensive, you know, Um, because it's kind of like if a man tells you to smile, it's not for you. It's for him. It's to make him feel more comfortable so that he feels invited into your space. You know what I mean? He wants you to smile. So that you seem a little bit more easygoing, which would make it more um, easier Easy, for him yeah. to communicate with you. Yeah. And so that is a big thing right now. Like, don't tell a woman to smile. I've even had men tell me, you're too beautiful to not smile. <laughs> or, you know, you should be smiling, you know, with that pretty face or something like that. And that is so offensive. It's like, I'm not here to smile for you. Thank However you. I'm feeling is how I'm feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And so smiling is a, it's a thing, a big, big thing. It's a gift. If I, if I smile at you, it's natural. Like I always say with my husband, it's like, if I'm meeting him somewhere, the minute I see him, I smile. Like right. it's a real thing. But if I'm walking down the street or if I'm at the gym and I have headphones on and a cap right. on, and you're telling yeah. me to smile, like, no. Yes. Like, no. That, that's how it is. And men will do it. They want you to smile so that you seem a little bit more available to them. Yeah, they, they need to look at why they say those things. It's like, there's even an Instagram account called Cheer Up Love, like Cheer Up L-U-V. And if yeah. you check it out, it's women. It's happening. It's happen- You know, for me, it seems like a very old-fashioned thing. And I noticed it a lot. It's a very English thing, but also when I would visit New York, so many guys, like all different races, ages, like smile. Like, I'm just like, what is, why? You go on about your business. Yeah. I'll go on about mine. If we interact right. with each other, we may well naturally crack a smile. Right. Uh, why do you need it? They just want you to look happy and inviting so that they can talk to you and so that they can get whatever energy they need from you but that's not what it's about, you know? Mm, mm. And then also you can look at it from, from like how people won't let you feel your feelings. Yeah, they want you yeah. to smile and pretend like everything is okay mm, mm. because it makes them more comfortable yeah. too. I think that is also a sign of like how, you know, the whole toxic masculinity thing is because at the same time, I don't want you to feel like you have to be fake with me. I don't want my husband to feel that he can't cry if he wants to. Or like my nephew, yeah. I would hate to think that they're growing up thinking, can't show that. So it's yep. like, 
it's just this society we've created for ourselves. Women are meant to smile and men are meant to suck it up. Yeah. You know, be a man. So it's just like having to unpick those things. And while we're unpicking them, it's kind of like you have to get a bit like, no, you know, yes. <laughs> adamant yes. about it. it. Yeah, you do. I mean, it just causes a lack of emotional range, really. Yeah. And that's damaging. That's so damaging. Any beauty trends that you're just like, ugh, enough already. You know what? So my mom never was really into skincare or makeup or anything like that. So as I am approaching my 30s, I am so interested in beauty So really, it's the opposite. Right now, I'm really into everything beauty. I'm just so fascinated by it. Um, There's a specific esthetician in Houston that I want to go see. But right now, I'm really liking the jade rollers, you know? Okay, yeah. So do you use one every day? I haven't gotten one. I'm going to buy myself one. Yeah. But I just love that. Um, Even if it doesn't work, I just Mm -hmm. like the concept Mm -hmm. and how it looks. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And... I'm I'm terrible with makeup, but I watch makeup like tutorial videos. Okay, just because they're so soothing to watch. I mean, <laughs> yeah. the transformation is yeah. just crazy. <laughs> um, and so at almost thirty, I am just now tapping into the beauty world. Mm-hmm. I don't think that any trends are necessarily bad, mm-hmm. but I do think that sometimes women think that uh, makeup is enhancing them. But some of them really should embrace their natural beauty. Women are so beautiful. Um, And so, yeah, I love all things beauty. I'm learning how to do makeup. I know how to do a simple face, you know, foundation, mascara, maybe a little lip. But I want to get more into eyeshadows. I want to get more into abstract makeup. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to get more into hair. I want to jump into all things beauty. So there isn't anything, any trends right now that kind of annoy me with beauty. I'm like into all of them. I love it all, you know. So what happened then? Because you said your grandma let you know how important it is. And then it yeah. kind of skipped your mum. What do you think happened yeah, there? Was it, it like did. a rebellion? It or? I think that my mom was just really smart. Um, and so she was more into books than, right. you know, that kind of thing. Mm. And I think she just really wasn't interested in mm. makeup. Mm. So when I was with my grandma a lot, I was much younger And then, you know, as I grew up, I was with and around my mom Mm, mm. and uh, she just never taught me how to do makeup. She never taught me anything about skincare. And um, it just really wasn't a priority for me Mm, until, mm. you know, I became a woman myself. Mm, mm. Um, And I am very girly into nails and all that. Um, But just now at this age, I'm like, I need a skincare regimen. (laughs) You know, I need I, I need a night cream. You know, I want the jade roller. I want to put the drop, put the oil drops on my face and then, you know, come down. Yeah, yeah. I want to do all of that. I think okay. it's fun and I think it's self-care and I think mm-hmm. it's investing in yourself. Because yeah, yeah. you have to take care of your skin if you want your skin to look good when you get older. That's yeah. just a fact. Yeah. So um, please tell but, me you've got an SPF. I do. Okay. I do. I have the basics. Okay. Cool. I've got an SPF. I've got a foundation that I love. I've got a mascara that I love. My highlighter, the the Fenty okay. Beauty. Okay. Cinnamon. Okay. Yep, that's my favorite highlighter. Um, but yeah, I definitely need help with skincare. I do. I need to get facials more. I need to do all of that more. But yeah, my grandma taught me a lot, but my mom, she just skipped her. So I'm kind of late in the game when it comes to beauty and makeup and stuff like that. 
Well, it's the best time. Like social media, there's just endless inspirations, tutorials. So endless. You're good. Endless. Get ready to spend yeah, some money. Yeah, I'm learning. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. It's so expensive, but I can just go to the Ulta and just walk around and just God, look you're at so everything. Lucky. We don't have Ulta yeah. here. You don't? No. So when I visit, I've been to New York and California, like traveled a lot around there. And when I come over, I'm like straight into Ulta, straight into Sephora, straight into CVS, Dwayne Reed. Yes. You have the best stuff. Here we kind of just have, we have like the department stores and then we have Boots or Superdrug. I don't think there's much in between. There are some like cool one-offs like Space NK, but you guys have just got the most choice and so many brands there that we we don't have here yet, which is really annoying. Oh, yeah. I can see how that can be annoying. Yeah, Yeah, because when you're already an addict, like you're not there yet, but I give you six months, you know, it can kind of become... It's getting there. Yeah, I do need another lipstick. I do need another lipstick. I do need another eyeshadow when I've got like however many palettes, but um, Yeah. yeah, just enjoy it then. Just enjoy it. Yeah, and there's always new stuff have, like coming out too. And so um, I was really excited about the Fenty Beauty. Mm. I really want to try some Bobby Brown products. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and, and when I go to these stores, the women are very knowledgeable and mm, they help mm, you. Mm. So, you know, I just need to go dedicate about $300, a couple hours, and just buy everything I need. And get all you the know, samples. And get all the samples. Yeah. Um, the States is way more friendly with samples than the UK. Oh, yeah. Uh, here you feel yeah. really bad asking, and over there it's just like they get it. The yeah. more you try, the more likely you are to buy. Um, yep. But we can be very stingy here in the UK. So, yeah, get all the samples you can. and I will. Just enjoy it. Maybe I can send you some too. <laughs> no, well, maybe I'll come and visit you because I've always wanted to visit Texas. Like, it's where Beyonce is yeah. from, obviously. So. Oh, obviously. <laughs> cool. Yeah, maybe you can come visit. We're going to wrap that up then, Chloe. Um, thank I'm you really, so much. Thank you. Like, it took a while to get here. I think we've been talking about it since maybe November, October. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's been really cool to talk to you. And, yeah, hopefully maybe we can do a follow-up after you've had gone through, like, dived into your beauty stuff. Maybe we can have a catch Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, maybe we can. I appreciate the conversation so much. It was great. Um, And I look forward to the next one. Where's the best place for people to find out more about you? They can go to my Instagram. It's at DiscoClo, D-I-S-C-O-C-H-L-O. And then my website is www.chloejflowers.com. And the link is in my bio on Instagram. Thanks for listening. Please do like, subscribe and review when you get the chance. It's so important for me to keep improving on this podcast. So I'd love a review. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Beauty Me Podcast. And I'd love it if you could take a screenshot and tag me when you're listening so that I can see what you think. Thanks again for listening.